Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insights, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity. Is a narcissist or a hijackal, as I call them, blowing up your phone? Is it exhausting? Are you always being called to task about why didn't you answer? Where were you? What were you doing? And then they make up a story about what you were doing and accuse you of it. Well, it all starts by you dating someone and them calling occasionally and you being thrilled that they did and the connection is welcome and you think it's special. And then slowly and sometimes not so slowly, it morphs into more and more and more from hi, what you doing to where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? How long is it going to take? And this is the way that hijack calls narcissists of all stripes seem to manage things. On the other side, there are some that simply show no interest in you at all. And so they're not blowing up your phone and you wonder, do they care? But tonight, this episode is going to be about the ones who are blowing up your phone because in the beginning it feels good, it feels attention, it feels positive, it feels like the relationship is going somewhere and deepening, and then it becomes something ugly and difficult and dreaded. And we want to be really, really clear what's going on in all those situations. So this digital surveillance that they insist on doing, most of them, uh, is all about power. It's their need for power over you. And if you see it in the beginning as the power of love, if you're listening to this podcast, you now have come to see it as the power of control. And that's really what it's all about. So no matter how beautifully it started, it's ending in an ugly way. So do you remember when it shifted, when you started to feel irritated or annoyed or them again, or what's this all about? Didn't they just call 20 minutes ago? And you you have that moment when it goes from being endearing to being intolerable. Do you remember that? Do you remember how you felt? And maybe you argued with yourself somewhat, like, oh, they they just care. They're very, very much in love with me. They're very fixated on me. I need to reassure them. And then the moment came when it was like, what am I doing? Why is this happening? I don't like this. This is not okay with me on any level. And what went along with that? You know, the hijacker would say, don't you know I care? Or I want you to know that you're safe. Or I need to know you're not cheating. Or any other that gets nastier and nastier. And why do they say that? Well, the basic intent behind it is you belong to me. And notice that's not you belong with me. Which 
has a connotation of equality and partnership. We belong together. We are equals. We are two parts of a whole, which is not true, but we know that image. No, no. The connotation of it all is you belong to me. You're my possession. You're my acquisition. I own you. You answer to me. I am the one that tells you what's okay. I am the arbiter of good. I will decide if you're telling the truth. I will decide if you need to hear from me or not. And blowing up your phone is one way that that happens. Really take a moment, maybe after you've listened to this podcast episode, and ask yourself, when did it shift? When did I start getting uneasy about it? When did I realize that this is not okay? Because if you could take yourself back to that time, you can begin to see the other behaviors that were perhaps rearing their heads at those times too. And they might have been very unpopular behaviors as well. But because the sun was still shining and the unicorns were still playing on the hillside, it seemed okay. But now it isn't. It just isn't okay. You know, it's a situation of power over you. They want to know where you are, who you're with, why are you there? You know, I've had clients whose hijackal partners have said, it only takes nine and a half minutes to come from the store to home. And it has been 12 minutes. Did you stop for a quickie on the way? You know, totally unreasonable, totally outrageous, but that is the need for control. That is the need for domination and the power over. And the phone is a place that hijackals find that. And you need to recognize when it happened that it shifted and what you did or didn't do about it. I'm going to give you some ideas about that during the episode, but do stop and figure that out in your particular situation because hijackals are going to do one or the other thing. They're going to blow up your phone in order to have power over you, or they're going to be aloof and never contact you and leave you guessing about everything, or they're going to do both. And that's even nastier. But you know what's for sure is there's a double standard. If you tried blowing up their phone, they would not tolerate it for a nanosecond, would they? They simply would not do it. And you wouldn't probably think of doing it because you don't have the same demands and insecurities that they have. And yes, hijackals, narcissists, any form of hijackal is insecure. And they need the reassurance and they will make up any reason to do it. And they will make a story of anything you tell them. They will twist it. They will turn it. They will completely fabricate a story. You know, where are you? What are you doing? And with whom? Even if you give them all the answers and you tell them the truth every time, their paranoia will cause them to make a story out of it. Has that happened to you? Think back on it. Because the double standard is live and well when you're dealing with a hijackal partner. What they can do is not what they see as possible for you to do. 
So if you were to blow up their phone, there would be nothing but fighting. And yet they feel quite at ease blowing up your phone and you're supposed to put up with it. But if you do it to them, you're needy, you're desperate, you're disrespectful. But when they do it to you, it's, well, I love you. I need to know where you are. And then I can't trust you. It morphs into I can't trust you because hijackals are among the most insecure creatures on the planet. Don't put on your compassion hat. They just are. You didn't make them that way. You know how many times I've said you didn't break them. You can't fix them. Well, that's evident here in this particular part of life with a hijackal or someone with narcissistic behaviors. And, you know, if you say, if you keep blowing up my phone, I'm going to lose my job. Well, that's fine with them. Because then they'll have something to make you wrong about, or they'll get you to stay home where they have ultimate control, particularly if they have a job. They have no problem with isolating you and then making you wrong for not contributing. I had one part, one client of mine whose partner was a rabid hijackal, and in this case, the hijackal was a male, and he caused her to lose four jobs in a row. And each time he could not stand the idea of her being somewhere where he couldn't see her. And he made up horrible stories and he would call and he would lie about her and he would get her fired. And they do that kind of thing. They absolutely do that kind of thing. They'll help you lose your job. They'll also help you feel like you're losing your mind because they tell you that you're doing things for a certain reason. You're not doing them. You never did them. But they make up the story in their own head. You know how many times that happens with a hijackal. The story that they made up has nothing to do with the reality. Nothing at all. has no touchstones in reality. They just make up something they can be mad about. Make up something they can use against you that allows them to do what they want to do. And if you haven't seen those particular things, take those four healthy steps back that I talk about so frequently and see the bigger picture. Yes, it happened here. It happened there. It happens repeatedly. This is a pattern. This is what they do. And yes, as I said earlier, it can be appealing at first. You feel special. You feel like, oh, they're in love too. And it, it's wonderful. But then it soon becomes irritating and intrusive and aggravating. And then eventually it starts to feel like surveillance. It feels like, you know, you have a permanent air tag attached to you or you've got a GPS and on your person somewhere. You're constantly feeling tracked. And then you start thinking, well, what am I going to say when they call? How am I going to do that? And your anxiety levels go up. And then you start falling prey to their ways of thinking. And you start thinking they may be right. And that's when you begin losing your mind. So it goes too far. So once you, once you realize 
that this has gone on too long and it's happening too frequently and you want to say no to it, start by noticing, do they respect your requests? And if they don't, then start by saying, you know, I I need between one and four in the afternoon uh, free a phone call so that I can focus on my work. I will not be answering the phone during that time. I want you to know I will be working. And sure, you run the risk of upsetting them. You run the risk of you know, getting their their radar, deciding that you must be having some illicit affair between one and four. You know, but write it out if you possibly can. And be f- confident and assertive. No. That's when I do my best work from one to four, and I don't answer my phone. If something is an emergency, I can see it in a text. I don't answer my phone. And then they don't respect your reasonable request. They don't respect your logical reasons. Then you set a boundary. I will not be answering my phone, but if my phone gets blown up, I will then have to make up the time so I will not be answering the phone between 12 and 5. And then you do that. Now, you know, a boundary has to be non-negotiable. So you can't give in and change it. It needs to stick until you decide, okay, that worked. I'm not getting calls between 12 and 5 anymore. I don't need to sit on that one. I'm not going to announce it's over, but I don't need to sit so strongly on that one. There has been a change in behavior. And the hijackal will test it in every possible way. You know, they'll call it 1159 to see if you'll stay on the phone or you'll answer. And you won't because the phone call will last more than one minute. And they'll call at 4.59 to see if you'll answer early. It's up to you to make your words stick into your actions. So very important. There's no reason for them to be calling except their own insecurity. You know that. It's not from love. It's not from care. Because they do it all the time. You know, if they did it after you'd fallen down a flight of stairs and they did that for three days to make sure you were fine and not falling into a coma, perfect. But they don't. They do it all the time because it's about them, not about you. They want the, the reassurance. They want to be, oh, you're there, you're there, you're there. Remember, they are troubled children. Underneath, they really are troubled children. And then they get demanding why you didn't pick up. And you say, you know, I was busy. I was in the shower. I was in the bathroom. I was uh, in the grocery store lineup. And you have logical things. The thing to be sure that you respond with to those questions is not by getting angry, not by getting short, just by giving a logical response. And deliver it in a tone of voice that makes it neutral and natural. Oh, yeah, I couldn't do that. You know, my boss needed me to do something. And it's not coming from fear. And it's not coming from, do you believe me? It's coming because it's the right answer. It's what was happening. And you can be honest if they can't. 
because they're going to be conjuring up stories about why you're unavailable. You know, and they'll be telling people those stories. They'll do it whether they blow up your phone or not. But that's how that goes. And they're blaming you for why they have to keep calling you because, you know, you're shady or you could be doing any number of things and they can't trust you. And remember, that's projection. Projection is when a hijackal is very much afraid that something is true of them and it's something they don't like. So they get rid of it as quickly as possible by projecting it on you. And it's not me, says the hijackal, that that's happening. It's you. <laughs> so they get it out of themselves, away from themselves. And, you know, surveillance is close observation, especially of a suspected criminal. That's what the word means. Um, it's kind of an information gathering technique. Um, and they want to make up a narrative. And you've experienced that. You know, they accuse you of things, don't they? Things that you wouldn't do or have never happened. And, and that starts to cause you to say, oh, I should really mind my P's and Q's. I should be careful. They'll see it the wrong way. Pretty soon you're paralyzed. You're paralyzed because you can't get it right. You remember a hijackal will never let you get it right. That's not what it's about. <laughs> They're never going to let you do that. You know, and if these things are making sense to you and you want to know, am I with a hijackle? You want to talk to me personally. I offer a one-time new client one-hour session for only $97. And you can go to beaclient.com, beaclient.com, and take advantage of that offer. Or if you want to be part of my Emerging Empowered community and talk to lots of people who are going through different parts of this and feel that you have people who really understand, go to joinintoday.com. Joinintoday.com. You know, one big advantage of being part of the Emerging Empowered community is you get three group calls with me every month where you can ask your questions. So what's going on with this blowing up your phone is it's all about domination, manipulation, and control. They are going to be the one in charge. Nothing's going to get past them. And if you're doing nothing wrong, they'll make up a story that you are. It goes from a harmless call, this is how are you doing, to a horrendous call. Don't lie to me. Where are you? What are you doing? I don't believe you for a moment. Get home. Right? All about control, domination, manipulation. Really tough stuff. Really tough stuff. And it's wrong. And it demonstrates no trust. Now, what kind of relationship can you have that will ever go anywhere good that has no trust? See, a hijackal doesn't trust themselves. They know they can't. So therefore, they can't trust you. They won't trust you. Because they know that they're devious. So they assume that you must be devious too. And they're never going to be to blame for things going sideways. So they have to assume that everything is going to be your fault. And even if they don't assume it, they'll make it so. So it becomes very, very difficult. And you know, this blowing up your phone is really a form of supply to them. They want to feel secure. 
and they're not. They want to feel secure, so they keep trying to be reassured, but they're never reassured. Nothing will reassure a hijackle. And they want to have excessive self-worth, but they don't. So they project this all on you because really they're scared, insecure children. When you scratch a hijackle or make them angry, you get the response of a three to seven-year-old. They tantrum, they rage, they pout, they sulk, they walk away, they do the silent treatment, they blame, you know, just like little kids do. Think of little children that you've known the ones who didn't get what they wanted at the checkout in the grocery store, the ones that are on the floor kicking and screaming, I hate you, I hate you. You know, that's what you get. And when you begin to recognize that's what you're dealing with, it's easier to take those four healthy steps back and say, oh yeah, I'm dealing with an upset toddler. And then you don't take it quite so personally, I hope, because it's all supply to them. They need reassurance, and they take it in the most backward way. They really do. And um, the seeking supply all the time, validate me. Tell me you approve of me. Tell me you love me. Tell me that I am the only one for you. Tell me that you think of me constantly. Tell me you will never hurt me. Tell me I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. They're constantly looking for that supply. And yet they're very backward about it because they're pushing you away while they are endeavoring to seek supply. And that doesn't work out well. It simply doesn't. And, you know, the whole thing of going through their phone, don't bother. Really, I know I want to have proof. I want to know for sure. You can say anything you want to yourself. But this whole business about having access to each other's phones, what? Trust each other. You don't need access to each other's phones. You can look at, at curious behavior, shifty behavior. You know, somebody's on their phone all the time. They take their phone to the bathroom with them. Every time they set it down, they set it uh, screen down first. They're keeping it under their pillow. They won't let you touch it. That's all you need to know. You don't need to go on it and find out what's on it. And nor do they need to go on yours. But they'll demand to. And if we're already living in a relationship that is so obviously not built on trust, we've obviously got a big problem and another big red flag. And you need to see them. They will not go away. Right? Years now I've been saying, stomp on your rose-colored glasses so you won't miss seeing red flags. So it's not just the phone. It's the social media spying, isn't it? And the duplicity. They can do things that they don't let you do. They, they can make fake accounts and do whatever they want to do, but you are not supposed to even have a Facebook friend if they had it their way. And it's all about this insecurity, trying to catch you doing something they dislike so they can make you wrong and make themselves right. 
And it's an endless, endless thing with them. And blowing up your phone is just one way that they demonstrate this. And they have no qualms about doing things you dislike. But they are all over you like a tent if they think that you might be doing something that they don't approve of. So what do you do? Well, I did an episode a few weeks back of Focus on Yourself, Not on the Narcissist. And that's a real big thing. Turn your attention to yourself. How am I doing? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? Okay, they're having a tantrum. Does it really have anything to do with me? Do I need to be upset? No, they want me to be, but I didn't do anything. So why would I be upset? Focus on what brings you joy. Focus on what brings you peace. Do more of that. Because if you focus on what is not going well with the hijackal, you then are giving them more power. So focus on yourself and withdraw. Now I'm going to give you some things, and I know some of them you're going to say, oh, I could never do that. It would be so terrible, and they would never forgive me, and war would be on. I understand that. But I'm going to give you some things to think about and see which ones you might try to put into place. So first one is withdraw. Don't answer the phone all the time. Begin by randomly reinforcing, you know, maybe every third or fourth call, then every sixth or eighth call, and then start putting in the real reasons why you couldn't answer the phone. And then set time boundaries. You know, like in order for me to, as I said earlier, focus on my work, I will not be answering the phone between one and four. And I know it makes it a little bit difficult, but you know, if there's a true emergency, I'll be able to see it on a text. But I won't be answering texts that are not emergencies either during that time. And stick to it. Stick to it. I know it's really hard because they're so persistent and they do it and they do it and then you start to get anxious. But remember, we need to turn the table here and you need to take charge of you. Don't let them be in charge of you. So stop answering. Set time boundaries. Refuse to take calls at work. You know, if there's a problem with the children, they could text. They do not need to be able to call you. And then you have to teach them that texts do not have to be responded to immediately. Now, that's a big one for a lot of people, hijackles or not. They have this idea, I sent a text into the universe and someone should respond to me in a nanosecond. And if they don't, what's wrong with them? Why not? They should. No. No, it's a communication device. You know, there's no time. Yes, there's some netiquette, of course, that if somebody texts you, you send something and say, you know, busy, get back to you, or something like that. But you don't have to do that when a hijackal is blowing up your phone. You know, after a while, that you're just encouraging them. Another thing that you can do is, <clears throat> is learn to respond to their accusations when they say, well, why didn't you answer? And you say, well, why did you call? You know, ask a question in, in response to them asking a question. Or why did you call while I was working? 
or I have told you I will not answer the phone or I will not take calls at work. And you become a bit of a broken record about your boundaries. And then eventually those boundaries need to have consequences that are non-negotiable. So if you keep blowing up my phone during my work, like I will not answer it at all. I will not answer it during work hours. Would you prefer that? I know I'm talking about very strong measures, but these are things that you can do to move toward eventual more peace of mind. Sure, they'll be upset, they'll be annoyed, they'll be unhappy in the beginning. You know, I have clients who whose mothers call them every day and demand, why didn't you answer my call? I gave you birth. You should respond to me. Well, no, I'm an adult with children and a job. And no, I can't do that. And I won't do that. So you need to know your own values and your own boundaries. And then you need to really become assertive. And many people are afraid of being assertive. So instead of becoming assertive, they become aggressive. And then they don't like that or they're afraid they'll be aggressive. So, you know, become assertive. You have every right to say, this is what I'm going to do. You don't have to tell them what to do. You can say, this is what I'm going to do. And you do it. And I know they've got you on the run. They, they're already finding fault with everything. And I'm suggesting that you stand still and say no. And it might, you know, scare you to the liver. But I, it's a start. Start thinking about it. Start thinking about how you could say in a very neutral, genuine way, you know, I just can't be answering my phone all the time. I have responsibilities. Or the children have the right to uninterrupted time. And do it pleasantly and neutrally, but do it confidently because you have the right to do that. And you know how narcissists are. You know how hijackals are. And the speed with which you withdraw will be you knowing what you can and can't do. And even though you know it's going to be hard, you do it at the speed that you can. You know, a little bit a little bit, little bit, more, more, more. And if you need help with that, as I said, go to beaclient.com and talk to me personally or go to joinintoday.com and be part of the Emerging Empowered community. People blowing up your phone is not something they have a right to do. They can do it all they want. But you cannot answer it all you want. And I know it may be shaking your boots thinking about not doing it if you're with a hijackal who is blowing up your phone all the time. But take to heart what I've said. See what you could try. Just one thing. And begin to build a little bit of resistance to those behaviors. Because it matters to you. And until we speak again, take very good care of yourself because you do matter. You're precious. And we'll talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence 
for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me by a video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon.